And it's a leg up with Dr. Randall Jula from the La Bella Vida Laser and Vein Center. The podcast about how you can keep your legs healthy and strong so you can put your dancing shoes on. I'm Spud McConnell here with you and Dr. Randall Julep. So let's get right to it. And so here we are, Spud here, Spud McConnell, your host, as we talk to Dr. Randall Julep on the pilot episode of A Leg Up here with La Bella Vita Vein. And uh, what's all the fans? Because you got a big long title with the, with the name of this place. Yeah, it might be too long, Spud, but uh, you know we call it uh, La Bella Vita Laser and Vein Center uh, because we we trade vein, care, yeah. we do vein care, um, and which a lot of people don't even think about. You know, it's like vein care. What's that? I take yeah. an aspirin. I'm good. You know, they, right. they don't work that way. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that and, and that's one conversation. You know, um, how do people? know that they have a vein problem because there's a lot of people out there that uh, don't know, you know, because there's a, a whole slew of uh, different types of symptoms that people might have um, that uh, are related to poor vein function. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's obvious, often it's not. You know, uh, I, I always say uh, to people that, you know, if, if somebody has varicose veins, that's easy. Yeah. They, they know. Oh, I have a vein yeah, The spider veins. Yeah, or spider yeah, the veins. The big bulgy things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a whole host of other symptoms out there that uh, people might have if they have poorly functioning veins. And often, I would say most of the time, they don't really know that they have it. So they don't know yeah. what to do about it or where to go to have it looked at. Well, not, you know, I'll tell you folks how, how I got to meet Dr. Julep was talking about this, uh, this, this vein center. And... Uh, they did a, they did, y'all did the, the ultrasound on my legs. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Dr. Julep was a little surprised that my veins were as good as they were. Because if you took a look at my splotchy diabetic legs, he's like, oh yeah. man, forget about it. But no, I'm, I'm really, I don't have, other than an occasional cramp, mm-hmm. uh, and then I eat a couple of bananas and that goes away. But, you know, ever since y'all done that uh, ultrasound on my legs, man, yeah. I, I'm doing good. I'm yeah. doing pretty well. But it was no, nice I, to know I didn't have anything wrong with me, so I don't have to worry about that. Right. Well, and often often that is it. You know, often people come in and they have symptoms and they don't know what it's due, due to. Um, and we uh, we check out their, their you know, circulation, let's say, mm-hmm. because we can... Not only do we evaluate veins, but we evaluate arteries and there's other stuff called lymphatics and this kind of stuff. So, um, you know, we can check all of that out and and narrow things down. And sometimes, like yourself, we find that that, that person doesn't really have a circulatory problem. And we try to help them get to, you know, another yeah. specialist or whatever they need. Because like, OK, because we're going to go over like the... Uh... The symptoms that you were talking about, and somebody may have some of those, but it's, I mean, a lot of symptoms are to a lot of different things. I mean, you can have something that sounds like yep. an obvious vein problem, right? and, and it's not. I mean, yep. people have a headache, and the next thing you know, it's because they got a pinched nerve in their back. Yeah. Well, and, and you were one of those people. Um, Scared you, you, didn't you, I? <laughs> <laughs> you, you really threw me off that day, Spud. But um, no, you had two things. Chronic swelling. Mm-hmm. And you also have the discoloration of the skin of the lower leg. And uh, most of the time, both of those things are due to a poorly functioning vein. Now, um, especially the swelling, uh, swelling can be caused from a, a number of different things. So it's not, sometimes it's not only 
what we call venous insufficiency. When the veins aren't working properly, we call it venous insufficiency. But um, often it's due, often there might be a couple of different things that might be causing swelling. Uh, but those are two very, very common symptoms of venous insufficiency, mm -hmm. swelling and discoloration of the legs. Um, you had both of those. And yeah, I was surprised that we didn't find it. My, and, my, and mine turned out to be meniscus tears in my knee and, and yeah. fluid that way. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it, it's, but now I know what it is, you know, so I'm not sure. sitting here fretting Wondering. over, over my, over my leg. Cause you know, they got those brown splotchy. I thought it was sunburn. Yeah. Cause I used to drive all the time without any, you know, wearing short pants mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, well, so it was good to know this stuff. And it, what surprised me on that visit when you, when you did the ultrasound on me is that you can, it's cool how that machine works Yeah, because you run the thing up the side of my leg. But it's looking like down your leg at the vein. So that that that's like some Buck Rogers stuff, you know. How <laughs> yeah. the hell do you get a machine to do that? Yeah. Well, that's you know, that's our ultrasound machine. And uh yeah, we use ultrasound pretty extensively to to look at blood vessels. Um and we can look at both arteries and veins. Mm -hmm. You know, we look at you know, we can look at a lot of different things with the ultrasound machine. Um and the ultrasound machine, you know, it's been with us for, you know. 50 or 50 plus years, you know, but the technology behind the, uh, the ultrasound machine just has gotten better and better, uh, as the years go by. And I mean, just, you know, there, it's always getting better. I, the, I remember the ultrasound machines that I, uh, start, I used when I was starting to get into this business, you know, and yeah. the, the technology that we have today is so much better, but yeah, um, the ultrasound, Ultrasound machine is great because it's just, you know, putting a probe on your skin. Yeah, it doesn't hurt at completely all. Completely non-invasive. Yeah. yeah. Completely uh, pain-free. And, uh, and it gives us a tremendous picture. You know, not only, not only does it tell you about the, you know, the flow characteristics that we see in a blood vessel, but it also gives us a nice picture and then we can add color and, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great thing. And, I, and I think a lot of people, a lot of people... Uh, you know, when they get pregnant, uh, women, you know, they're having a baby and they do an ultrasound. And I think often couples are, you know, tremendously surprised at how much delineation and definition. Yeah, really. We that were. The machine, you know, uh, gives when, them. When, when my wife was pregnant with our youngest, uh, they were concerned because we, we got married in our late 30s, you know. So, I mean, she was well over 40 when she had our, our last. And... Uh, so they put the ultrasound on her and it was so funny because it, it was like she was swimming around in there because mm -hmm. yeah. they wanted to take a, a sample of the amniotic fluid. So they waited till she was on one side yeah. and then they stabbed her with the needle. And I mean, you could see her head look up and turn and start swimming towards the needle. They go, pull it out, pull it out, you know. Uh, so what yeah. these things are capable of doing is, is uh, it amazing. Like I said before, you're doing down the side of my leg, but it's like yeah. you're looking from the knee down. Do you get questions from the manufacturer of these machines about how you use them and maybe what would be better for you so that the next person you get to diagnose, you have an upgraded machine, like over the last 50 years, yeah. how, how, how far have they advanced? You know? uh, yeah, quite a bit. And um, is that due to uh, you know, response and um, you know, the opinions of pe various people using those machines and responding to questions? Sure, absolutely. Um, 
And they, they get that information in one way or another. You know, usually uh, these medical uh, device kind of companies, mm-hmm. they have their reps and, uh, you know, so we're interacting with them. We're not, you know, necessarily interacting directly with the, you know, the technicians that are, uh, you know, coming up with these things. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think they respond to needs. You know, if, uh, if a group of physicians is saying, hey, we really need this ultrasound machine to do this, then yeah, they're going to, they're going to come up with a way to do that. It is mostly a software type of thing. I mean, I'm, it is. I'm sure they're changing the actual sound waves that go in there, how yeah. they focus them and things like that. Right. And the, uh, you know, it, it's a computer like yeah. anything else. Um, and yeah, it's just interpreting sound waves, like you said. Um, but, uh, you know, the probe that you, that you put on the skin of whatever part of the body that you're looking at, um, the probe is a very complicated thing, a very complicated device. As a matter of fact, in, in many systems, the probe itself is probably nearly half the cost of, of the, the, whole machine. the whole machine. Because um, so, it's like Flipper, because it's sending out a sound wave yeah. and reading at the same time. Right, right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and just, you know, the, the level of definition and what it's looking for, you know. Uh, not only does it give you a picture, but it also give, gives you a, a sound um, kind of response mm-hmm. to what's happening within that blood vessel, which in and of itself is very, very helpful, depending on, you know, the waveforms of the, the sound that's being emitted. You you told me something that, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, the arteries push the blood out, the veins yeah. push the blood back. Well, I wasn't thinking about that, but you told me about these little valves that are inside your veins that actually, okay, every time the heart pumps, it shoves the blood back up, but then these little valves close so that it can't fall back down. And I found that kind of fascinating because, I mean, these are things you never think about. I I don't think about this guy. You know, I'm thinking about paying my mortgage. Right. But there's all these little things that, that... that you need to understand, and when you see, and then you showed them to me right. on the ultrasound, it's like, damn, that's yeah, it's that's like a miracle of creation. I guess I don't want to get into that part of it, but how do you? I mean, well, how you do know, you find that stuff yeah. out in, in medical <laughs> yeah. school on a cadaver. I mean, what do you look at and go, oh, what is this little yeah. valve right? There? Well, I, I mean, you know, yeah, dis- dissection and anatomy and all that stuff is certainly at the crux of, of starting to understand all that. But yeah, you, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the valve issue because. You know, the valve issue within the veins is really the crux of the problem when people develop vein vein issues, you know. Um, you know, when they develop this thing that we call venous insufficiency. Um, you know, you, you mentioned the heart. Now, the heart pumps blood through our body for sure, but the heart is pumping blood through the arteries. So heart pumps, blood moves, you know, through the arteries and goes to the entire body. Mm-hmm. Um, blood, you know, then it goes to the body, it goes, you know, through the little, uh, capillaries and venule arterioles and venules and all those tiny little blood vessels, you know, distributes oxygen, um, and then starts up on its way back, you know, so veins bring blood back to the heart. Well, blood in veins is not moving because the heart is pumping. Blood in veins, especially in our legs, you know, the, the, the blood is actually being pulled downward because of gravity. Which there's, is the little valve. Yes, yeah, so okay. there's two reasons why the blood uh, in veins will, you know, move uh, back up toward the heart. And yeah, the valves are very, very important, but just muscular activity too. 
So um, we, uh, you know, when we when we walk or contract our yeah, muscles. Okay. I'm understanding. This is why when somebody has surgery and they're laid up in a hospital bed, mm-hmm. you put those things on them to make sure that the blood compresses because that's how they're going to get a clot. Because they're they're not doing anything yeah. to, to if, help if, those veins push the blood back. Right. Yeah. If the muscles aren't contracting, then the blood in the veins, especially in the legs, uh, becomes stagnant, doesn't move, and that's what puts them at high risk for uh, blood clot formation. Because there's more blood being forced through the arteries, but these things aren't doing their share, bringing the stuff out the way. Right. And the other, you know, the other analogy or the other, you know, kind of scenario there is that. When, when people are standing, you know, when you got a bunch of military guys standing at attention for mm-hmm. a long period of time or you're at a graduation or whatever, you know, yeah. uh, Easter Sunday in church, um, you know, when you're standing upright and you're not moving around, your muscles are not contracting and the blood is settling down into the legs. Now, even if the valves are working, properly if you're not yeah if you're not if you don't have that muscular contraction the blood's not going to move and so that's why uh you know in in the veins that our legs can hold a tremendous volume of blood and that's why people pass out after they're you know standing up for 30 45 minutes and not moving around because all that blood is everybody thought because their knees were locked but that's not it no it's 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 you know lack of blood flow to the brain because the blood is now all down in the legs that's interesting. Yeah. How long did it take you to learn all that kind of stuff? Uh, I mean, you know, you because I know I knew I knew you were a heart surgeon before, but yeah. you you moved into this field. Yeah. How long does it take you to become somebody who can become an expert in venous insufficiency and all the stuff we're sitting there talking about? Meaning? Well, uh, you know, um, I think you know a lot. A lot of people will say to me, "Gee, you know, you you did you know open heart surgery and vascular surgery for you know fifteen years or whatever." Um, and then now you're doing just veins, you know, they say, why number one and number two, you know, why did you take that circuit as well? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's all been very, very helpful. I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, in any way, shape or form feel like I didn't benefit from all the, that prior study. Yeah. Um, you know, veins are just blood vessels <clears throat> and, um, you know, I've always, I've always worked with blood vessels in one way or another. Even when I was doing cardiac surgery, I mean, we used the veins in the, in the legs for the bypasses, you know, yeah. in the heart. Um, or we were doing, you know, surgery on the arteries and use the veins or, you know, so it was always a part of, you know, what I was doing. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's, been, it's been a tremendous learning journey to where I am right now. And, you know, I, I, I love this stuff. I love, I love things. I don't know. I mean, I've had many conversations with you and this one is a little more extensive than most of the ones I had. We did talk one of the first times I met you about, uh, like you just talked about taking veins. If you got to do a replacement, what happens yeah. when you lose a vein? I mean, if the veins are that important, number one, Veins have those little valves in them. Do arteries have those little valves? And why can a vein substitute for an artery? And then what happens to the vein if you have to take one out of the leg and use it somewhere else? Yeah, um, that's another excellent question. I know all my questions are excellent. <laughs> Even the stupid ones are excellent. <laughs> well, no, that's not a stupid. It's a good question. Um, but to answer your first part, um, no, arteries don't have valves. 
because because the blood is moving because the heart's pumping, mm-hmm. um, and j- just that that pressure head does not allow the blood to you know go back all that much. Actually, there is a little bit of you know to and fro movement even in the arteries, but um, the valve or, or the veins um, they're a blood vessel. Yeah, they're. Depending on which vein it is, there are they are sort of disposable. You can yeah, you get by without you. them, um, and uh, so we often use it as a substitute. However, you, your question—the most interesting part of, the, of that question—is how or why? Why can you do that? Um, because you know you have to you have to wonder. Well, there are valves in those veins, yeah. and you know, so the blood is only going to go one way. What if you've got the vein, you know? in the wrong direction. Yeah, I was saying, I mean, suppose you attach it and then the veins are up. I mean, the little valves are up and it's now fighting to go through there because they're blocking the way. When you're you're substituting a vein for an artery, you have to contend with that. You have to do, we do one of two things. We either do, we either reverse the vein and we call that a reverse saphenous vein graft. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you reverse it so that the valve is no longer impeding flow. It just kind of opens. So you want to make sure when you when you take the valve, the, the vein, yeah. this is the top, this is the, the bottom. Vein. And when you yeah. go put it, make sure you invert it. it. You don't turn it inside out or anything like that. No, no, no. Just can't do that. Switch no. one end to the other. Um, or the other option is that we have these little fine instruments that we actually are able to cut the valve. So if we're leaving the vein, um, you know, what we call uh, some, some bypasses, for instance, down the leg are referred to as, as in situ. And that just means that we're leaving the vein in the, you know, anatom- correct anatomic position. So if we do that as a bypass, then we have to use this little, you know, kind of a hockey stick sort of thing that we go up the vein and actually cut the valves so that mm-hmm. now the valves are no longer functional and the blood will flow through. So you would use, like, if you have to replace an artery in a leg, you're going to yeah. take a leg vein and just kind of switch it over. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm buying that. Uh, not that I could argue against you. <laughs> but the question now is, what happens to the vein that wasn't there anymore? That vein yeah. was bringing blood back up, and now it, I mean, does the whole leg, do I have to go walk farther every day because I need my muscles to squeeze more blood up less vessels? Yeah, No. Luck, fortunately, no. Uh, you know the the reason that we can you know remove veins for other you know procedures or you know the the one of the main procedures that we do for venous insufficiency is called endovenous ablation. We close the vein down. So well, and people say, well, gee, doc, am I going to be able to get by without that vein? And, and I tell them, yeah, you're going to get by better because number one, that vein isn't working. It's not doing you any favors. And number two, and more importantly, probably, we've got thousands and thousands of other veins in our legs um, that are easily going to take over the work of the vein that we're closing. I mean, your body just automatically does. Yeah, and, you know, and, and yeah, your body... You know, so let's say we eliminate a vein, um, and for whatever reason, either for a bypass or for uh, because of vein insufficiency, and the body automatically reroutes that blood that would otherwise be going through that vein to normal vein, and then it comes back up to the heart the way that it should. So, and that's why the you know the procedures that we do for venous insufficiency that's why they work because uh, the body automatically does that. 
and it actually improves the overall, you know, circulatory function. I, I had a friend of mine who had, unfortunately, had to have a couple of uh, kidney transplants. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he told me, so what do they do with the old kidney? There's nothing. They just leave it in there. Right. And your body eventually just kind of absorbs it. Yeah. That sounds like some John Carpenter movie or something like that. It's like going to grow tentacles or something and come at you. Yeah, yeah, it just it slowly gets smaller and smaller and then you know, it just it's just gone. Yeah. And that's what happens to the veins that we close. You know, the the veins that we close, um, they sort of uh, develop a coagulum inside of them and then they that kind of contracts and the body, you know, kind of slowly breaks it down over time. And when we look at, uh, at the veins that we have closed with the ultrasound machine, let's say a year later or whatever, mm-hmm. we just see a little thread, a little fibrotic thread where that vein used to be. So. And what is that? I mean, just, just an area? I mean, yeah, if you took area, the, or it's probably a little remnant of the vein. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like uh, the body, you know, breaks it down completely. There's still a little fibrotic sort of thing. But it's just, it's just not doing anything. Yeah, it's nothing. Nothing. Well, this has been an interesting conversation, uh, which I we're going to have several more of these here on the leg up with Dr. Randall Jewell from the La Bella Vida Laser and Vein Center. Of course, the laser yes. part makes it sound like you'll remove tattoos or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, we we use laser to treat veins. Well, I want to talk about that, and yeah. and and when we uh, next week uh, when we're on two weeks from now when we're on again, we're going to talk about. Uh, let's get into exactly what venous insufficiency is. And you talked about what are the symptoms. So we'll talk symptoms, what it is, treatment, how effective, all the different kinds of treatments, and what happens if you ignore it. But in the meantime, Randall, it's been a pleasure like it's always been. My pleasure completely, Scott. All Thank right. you very much. So uh, here we go. Yeah, a leg up, a new podcast with Randall Juliff, uh, MD, Venus Insufficiency, La Bella Vita Vein. And uh, I'm Spud McConnell, your host, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for joining us here. Make sure you tune in next time for more information about how you can keep your legs happy and healthy here on A Leg Up with Dr. Randall Juliff from La Bella Vita Laser and Vein Center. See you next time.